Hello and welcome to another episode of Meta Sidekicks. My name is Liv, this is Em. Em, do you have a fun fact for us today? Or do you just want to say hi? Sorry, I'm thinking of one. I'm so excited. Um, do you know centipedes are venomous? Like daddy long legs? I said centipedes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like in the same way that daddy long legs are, as, a, as in like their fangs are too small so they oh, can't really bite you. People keep them as pets. Usually people that have centipedes have EpiPens in case they get bit. Why would you keep something like that? Why do people keep rattlesnakes? I, yeah, I don't understand that either. Same reason. That's terrifying. That's that's terrifying. Also, centipedes are my sign for no, so this is not going to go well. <laughs> nah, it's going to be fine. I got notes. All right, so if you guys are new to the podcast, uh, this is me. My name's Liv. That's M. M knows things about centipedes. Disturbing things about centipedes. <laughs> Although I don't know if there's any good things about centipedes. I feel like everything's slightly disturbing about them. People keep them as pets. Doesn't make it any less disturbing. Well, there has to be people that like them. Maybe they're more... Uh, do you like things like that? Or are you just intrigued by them? Ask someone that has a centipede for a pet. If any of you has a centipede as a pet... Make sure to comment this if you're listening on Metapsychics Extras channel on YouTube because that's where you can comment. If not, I don't know, email us or not because it scares me. But we are Psychic Medium's best friends, Twin Flames, and Psychic median, me, me, Mediums. And uh, we're here to talk about all things paranormal, metaphysical, and in between as your sidekicks to all things metaphysical. And today we have a broad topic it's kind of going to be like a metaphysical shower thoughts but it's brought to you by tony hewitt with some numbers after his name because it was a youtube handle but tony hewitt from youtube this is brought to you by him and we're reaching a lot of overarching topics today in spirituality and metaphysical things because we're going to be talking about the afterlife reincarnation incarnation past lives a little bit of heaven hell and hell we might ask if satan is real i don't know uh, and then we're going to talk about Abigail from The Conjuring House because we have gone to The Conjuring House and reacted to many Conjuring House videos. And a lot of people are asking us why Abigail is at The Conjuring House. And someone actually asked us, Tony Hewitt specifically, why she hasn't reincarnated. And I feel like that's a good topic for us to talk about. Okay. Okay. I don't know where we're starting. That was a lot. I know. That's why I got the bullet points. Great. So many people ask us a lot of spiritual questions as psychic mediums, but sometimes I find it hard to answer personally all of your lovely questions because honestly, I as a person only know so much. And so many questions seem to be quite out of my wheelhouse, but some of these ones, like I just said, afterlife, reincarnation, past lives, yada, 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 from Tony Hewitt on YouTube. I really hope he gets excited if he ever listens to this. Uh, I think we can answer these ones. So yeah. It's going to be a good time. Okay. What are we starting with? That's a lot. Yeah. We're going to start with, uh, okay. is there an afterlife? Yes. Yes. I also put the question of, if so, are heaven and hell real? And what are they like? Yes. <laughs> I want to first off talk about that you should listen to our podcast called Heaven and Hell. It's episode seven on any podcast streaming platform. And we also have a video on YouTube talking about heaven and hell and if they're real. So do that. Come back. If not, we're going to recap a little bit. You want to tell everyone what the heaven and hell podcast and uh, video are about? Well, 
heaven is the place that's higher vibrational. Hell is the place that's lower vibrational. Does that mean your soul gets judged and then placed into these places? No. <laughs> yeah. Um, however, in those videos, we also talk about the fact that if you have ideas surrounding where you go or you get stuck in the sense of like whatever happened to you while you were alive, you may be in like a purgatory state in the sense of like you f almost create your own hell, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So if you feel like you're supposed to go to hell, you may manifest that. But I don't think you actually go to the lower vibrational place. The lower vibrational place is meant for lower vibrational entity things. So like dark entities. And human souls don't. It's energetically impossible for that to happen. As a well, you can soul. go down there. How? You told me. I did? Oh, I'm so excited. On this episode of Emily Remembers What Olivia Says and she blacks out her entire existence. <laughs> you told me that one of your past lives, who was male, went down to the lower vibrational place, a.k.a. hell, in order to, like, talk to the Damon Dark things down there in order for you to understand your life. I briefly remember that from yeah. the recesses of my mind. So it's easier to go down than it is to go up. So if you understand solid liquid gas, uh, solid, like it has a certain melting point or whatever. So if you're a dark entity and you're coming up to the physical plane, it's harder for you to do that because your vibration needs to increase or something. Yeah. So that causes like the atoms or whatever it is to be farther apart as if you're a gas-like substance. A gas-like substance needs fuel in order to continue to existing, which is why people say dark entities need your negative energy in order to exist. So it's easier to go down than it is to go up because if you continue to go up, 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 and up, you're going to just turn into evaporation and then become a cloud and pee yourself back down. <laughs> so... um on M's TED Talk. <laughs> yeah, so it's easier to go down when you have a higher perspective. So, like, your melting point is higher as a human soul. You can go down to the heavy place. It's easier to do that than it is to go higher than your vibrational energy. Mm -hmm. But you'd so. really have to physically try. And there's not, like, some dude in a toga that tells you because you ate a cookie out of the cookie yeah. jar that you're going to be in that lower vibrational state, not your human soul. So you belong with the normal vibrational things. Well, yeah. I mean, we're part of a collective, so the dark entities are a part of our collective. They're just a lower vibrational energy. So technically our soul, like in Christianity, we don't get judged and placed into these places. You will generally go to where your vibration is... I don't know, normal, vibrating where you're like a liquid or a solid or whatever. So most likely you're going to go in a plane where humans exist, mm -hmm. but you do have the ability to go lower or higher based upon your vibrational pool. Yes. But it's not that someone is placing you there. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that's a good recap of heaven and hell, which is heaven does exist. You can call it heaven, spirit, the afterlife, the beyond, whatever you want. And hell is a lower vibrational place. 
but it can also be something that your consciousness as a soul manifests after you pass and sort of creates your own reality in the afterlife, which we'll get into a little bit more about how the afterlife works because manifesting your surroundings is a big part of that. So that kind of goes into how someone can manifest their own hell if that's what they believed. So the afterlife, as far as I understand from talking to souls during readings, etc., is a collective consciousness where all souls, people, pets, plants, etc., exist energetically. Souls have showed it to me as a mere image or reflection of earth. However, there's a twist. Souls can manifest their surroundings. So manifesting their surroundings is used in my mediumship readings where if I'm talking to a soul, for example, they will manifest their surroundings of what heaven is or where they are in heaven because it, it symbolizes things to the person I'm talking to. So for example, I had a husband come through during a reading one time and he showed himself to me. He was passed. I was talking to my client, which was his wife, and he showed me himself to me with my client's mother in heaven. And they were in a specific environment. So this, the soul of this man manifested himself and his mother in my mind's eye. They're in heaven that looked like this. They were standing on a bridge and it was fall time and they had a dog with them specifically. I think it was a golden retriever. And when souls show me their surroundings in heaven or spirit, it's important because it explains things to the person I'm talking to, which was his wife. So the fact that he was with her mother was extremely important, not just by himself. The fact that it was fall time was fall time was his favorite time of year, the time that they got married and the time that he died. And the dog that was there was, I think it was his mother's dog. And she always wanted to know if pets also went to heaven. So he answered all of these things just by me explaining, okay, this is your husband. And once I validated to her that it was her husband, he's like, tell her about where I'm standing in heaven, what my surroundings look like. And I was like, okay. So I told her and she was like, that makes so much sense. I'm like, okay, I just thought he was standing in a pretty place. So a lot of times when souls show me their surroundings, it's also important or indicative of certain things to the person that they're communicating with. Does that happen to you when you read people? Tell me what we're talking about. Are you talking about what heaven looks like? Yeah, what heaven is like. Well, I don't think I can see heaven. Really? Yeah, well, I mean, what you're talking about are signs and symbols that spirits use to help communicate information to you. No, they... It's not signs and symbols that they use to communicate with me. They manifest their surroundings in heaven because that's where I'm talking to them from. They're not in the same room as me. Okay. It's like if you were on Zoom. Yeah, but they're telling those things to you in your head in order for you to interpret information. No, just, I mean, not for me to interpret it. it. I mean, that would be like them giving me certain things about themselves, like when they validate who they are, but that they were like, this is where I am in heaven or spirit. Please tell my wife. Okay. Because a lot of people ask me, like, when past loved ones die, when they're in heaven or spirit, the afterlife, are they with other people that have passed? And the answer is yes, because they've showed themselves to me with other people that have passed. And they explained to me, like, for example, I talked to another woman. She passed, and she's in heaven with her friends. 
And it was very important for her daughter to know that she hangs out with her friends and they go to bingo. <laughs> like they play bingo in heaven. That's what they do. Okay. I don't know if I am seeing heaven or not, but I also don't know that I see things when I am like a soul there because I'm very clear cognizant. Okay. So I don't know that souls can tell me what it looks like because mm. I don't know that I can fathom something like that. Really? Well, yeah, they're just going to show me things that fall in line with my signs or symbols. Okay. Huh. I just wanted to know because you're a medium and I just didn't know how they used like certain things in your readings, but they always give well, me glimpses into what heaven is like and how they manifest it. Well, I think it's more complex than that. Oh, no, it, it definitely is. But because I feel like there's like villages of places, but you're saying that people can manifest things. But I also feel like it's not just that. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's just faster to manifest things because there aren't physical bounds. Being physical deals with lots of restriction. Mm -hmm. So if you want to like be an actor or something you have to put physical work and time in order to get those things but if you wanted to be an actor in the afterlife it's a lot faster it's similar but different because time works differently in the after place so i don't know because i feel like there's places that are already in existence that you aren't manifesting yeah well they've showed me it both ways so another example is i talked to a woman whose mother had passed and one of the things that she never got to do when she was alive was travel. What being in heaven or the afterlife allows her to do is travel because her, and I know souls know, see, hear, and feel everything, but for her as a soul, it's important for her that she gets to travel now that she's passed. So the way she explains how her afterlife is, is a mere image of earth. So she is able to travel from one place to the next but she says it's cool because she doesn't have to go on a plane. She can just go to a place on earth and she can also do it at different times because time doesn't exist in heaven either. So she's like, I have traveled and I've also gone to different times and traveled to those places as well. Yep. So it's just she's on the spirit of the earth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is really freaking cool. So they're on, this, sense. they're on the spirit of the earth. So imagine the room that we're sitting in or the room that you're sitting in if you're if you're listening they can also manifest that room in heaven to be different they can make it look like a castle if they want to well what they're explaining okay what my spirit guides are explaining to me is it's like a body so each cell of your body has a specific specialization to do something so your cells that are liver cells do things associated to liver cells. So when you're talking to human souls, they're going to do things that are associated to the physical realm. So they're going to do things like go on to the spirit of earth and manifest houses and things like that because that is what their soul generally likes doing. Exactly. Yeah. I just didn't know if... But they're doing it in a spiritual way instead of a physical way. Exactly. That's what they. That's what my spirit guides explain. It's like body systems. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I just didn't know if I just want to know how you experienced it as a but medium because they use. I it. don't know that I can see it necessarily. Like oh. I said, they show me a body to help explain things, so I don't know that I can necessarily see what it looks like. Yeah, you just perceive it differently. I just wanted to know how you perceived it because I was like, oh, yeah, questions. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, cool. Yeah, so the afterlife, as far as I understand, is a collective consciousness where all souls, people, pets, and plants go. Because I just, someone told me when I was little that animals didn't go to heaven because of a religious thing. And I was like, very distraught for, I, I think I cried for like three days and told my mom about it. And she was like, that's just what some certain religious people believe. And if you were raised that way and you don't believe that, I don't believe it. And it just, it made me really sad when I was little. So I just wanted to make sure that I say that for all of the people that it means something to. Mm-hmm. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online master's of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So why would souls not cross over? And I want to preface this with so many people ask us when we go to haunted locations, they're like, why aren't you crossing those souls over? They're trapped in eternal hell of living in the physical plane. And I'm just, I'll let him explain it. So a lot of people think that when we go to haunted locations, because the souls are physically there, that they are trapped there. So a lot of myths that are associated to paranormal theories is that if a soul is here, it means something happened to make them not want to cross over. So it's usually something traumatic. They may not know that they're dead, that sort of thing. So a lot of times in paranormal ideas, people think that, oh, they died so suddenly. So now their soul is stuck here because they didn't realize they died, stuff like that. But a lot of times the souls that are in haunted locations aren't necessarily stuck there. They can be, but most of those souls just have the ability to go back and forth. So this is a place that those souls love so much. So they have the ability to go to the physical plane of existence in which they stayed. But I also don't know if they're actually physically going there because the earth spirit now is fucking me up. It's fine. Um, Well, they just told me that the same way that you said that you can go down to hell or the lower vibrational place is the same way that human souls, once they're no longer grounded by their physical body, mm -hmm. are able to come back down here because it's easier to go down than it is up. But you also have like spiritual muscle memory. If you understand the earth and the earth's soul, what's the difference? Like separation is an illusion bullshit. Yeah, no, we're always going to come back to separation is an illusion I'm bullshit, but you're going to blow people's minds because that's Cause like they're technically on the earth's soul and are in the soul place that you're talking about. Yeah. But at the same time, why is it any different than being physically there? So I don't know. That's why it's screwing me up, but it's fine. Ignore it. You're going to like calculus and we're just on like geometry or like PEMDIS. Please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. 
you're advancing the math. We're not, we're not there. <laughs> um, so if we're talking about souls that get stuck places, a lot of times souls will get stuck if they feel for some reason they're, that they can't cross over. And if you think about it like that, we've had souls that they have been made to feel as if they are bad and they don't want to either see the people that they saw when they were living. So they don't want to like fess up to the things that they think that they did wrong. They feel like they're going to be judged. So like when I say they're judging your soul to see if you're going to heaven or hell, they're like going to not want to cross over because they're worried they're going to go to hell. Those are a couple reasons that people feel as if they get stuck. Um, There are more. I've had souls to say that they feel like they got stuck because they have like unfinished business or something there. Mm -hmm. But there are souls that get stuck in these haunted locations, but it's not all of them. Yes. That's good. Oh, I wrote this down. I put, why would souls not cross over traumatic or quick passing slash missed the bus or boat? And I put that I have trepidation about this. So, like, do you really think someone can die so fast that they just don't know that they're dead? Or do you think that they died so fast, it's almost like they didn't have a second to process that they're dead? So they're like, "Mm, I'm going to live in denial. Uh, One of my spirit guides say that it's not necessarily they don't know that they're not dead or say they don't know that they're dead. It's that they don't accept it. Okay, that's what I feel like. There's someone that comes and gets you. Exactly. Exactly. So I was like, accept it. Okay, that's what I wanted to say because so many people like it happens so fast they just don't know or like. Yeah, that's part of the lore that I was talking about the myths. Okay, good because I was like, I feel like they just don't want to, so they're just like, "Mm, this is where I am until I figure it out or I accept. Okay, to accept. Yeah, got it. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that you also felt the same way. (laughs) Yeah. All right, now. We are moving on to incarnation and reincarnation. Why are we here? So if you don't believe in reincarnation, that's cool. Um, I have a friend who is now religious and it's really funny because every time, I don't, well, not every time I've had a conversation with him and he was like, when I get to heaven, I just hope they have ice cream because I'm just going to eat ice cream cones the whole time. And I'm like, I love you. You're so cute. <laughs> it just, I wish. It makes me really happy. So if you don't believe in reincarnation, that's fine. You at least believe in incarnating once. And the reason we're here or the reason we choose to incarnate is to learn lessons. And those multitude of lessons or one lesson, whatever you believe in, ultimately boil down to the difference between learning sympathy and empathy through the life or lives that you live. I want to preface with The fact that from my understanding as talking to souls or from talking to souls, it's that you choose to incarnate or reincarnate. You don't just get thrown into existing on any level, whether it be physically like we are now or energetically, which we'll get to in a second because that's a mind-blowing thing too, without your soul's permission. What do you think? Say that again. What am I answering? So if you choose, your soul chooses to incarnate. Yeah. If you don't want to incarnate, you can continue licking ice cream cones in heaven. Why can't you do both? I'm sorry. Well, eventually you would do both. What's the question? (laughs) Can you choose to incarnate? And can you choose not to incarnate? 
Remember, yes, but I also don't know that it's necessarily just you doing it. I think the universe naturally pushes you into incarnation. Sorry. We're going to have to do that for a different, a different one. Like, You're literally going to like astrophysics and I'm trying to keep it in like yeah, algebra. It's like, I don't know. That's a lot of information that they're telling me, but it's like, if you understand karmatic responses to things, people think karma is like, oh, you're going to get your revenge. You're going to get what's coming to you. But it's honestly just you're changing your frequency. And when you change your frequency, things happen. So what they're showing me is you don't necessarily choose to incarnate. The karmatic vibrations, whatever, pushes you into whatever plane of existence you're supposed to incarnate in. So for example... If you have all this karma placed onto your soul, it may make your soul heavier, which then it basically poops you into existence. (laughs) Does that make sense? That's what they've told me. Yeah. I get it. So, do you choose that? Yes and no. Yes. But the universe is going to push you regardless of if you want it to or not. Yes. Is that your question? Yes. (laughs) Great. If you were on the same astrophysics wavelength that M is, great. If not... We're just going to say that your soul chooses to incarnate or not. Because people are just like, they ask me all the time. They ask me, when I die, do I have to do this shit again? And the answer that souls have or spirit has given me is no, you don't have to choose to do it again. You can just lick ice cream cones in heaven. But I, I understand what you're saying. Well, it's not just your choice. The other thing too is, is people ask me, well, if I want to reincarnate or the fact that they're incarnating now, you have a soul contract. Do you want to explain what a soul contract is really quick? A soul contract is a, it's the plan of your life that the higher beings and you have decided you're going to do. So a soul contract, a lot of people think are specific things that happen, but they're actually decisions that come your way that allow you to create parallel upon parallel upon parallel of whatever your existence is. So it's basically a contract that says, this is what the plan is when you will incarnate. Correct. So when higher souls or spiritual beings, they make this soul contract for you and your soul can choose whether or not they would like to accept the, uh, the quest. And if you choose to accept the quest, then you yeet thyself back into existence, as M put in one of our videos, I think. But if your soul chooses not to accept the quest, then you can continue licking ice cream cones in heaven. That is the algebra, less philosophical, mind-blowing explanation. Well, I mean, you're learning things in heaven, too. You are. Which, we're going to talk about that, too. basically incarnate in heaven, too. (laughs) <laughs> sorry <laughs> heaven incarnate <laughs> um, so that is a little bit about incarnation and reincarnation but again why are you here so every life that you live whether it's physical or energetic you're here to learn the difference between sympathy and empathy if you don't know what that is sympathy is your ability to feel emotions towards someone or something because They've gone through a certain event in their life. Say someone has like a house fire. 
You can sympathize with someone that has gone through a house fire, even though yourself, you yourself have not gone through a house fire because you're like, I can imagine how horrible that is. But empathy is the fact that someone has a house fire, but you've also experienced a house fire. So you can relate to them and be able to help them in a completely different way because you yourself have experienced a house fire as well. So every life that your soul incarnates into teaches you the difference between sympathy and empathy and the fact that every life you live, you're going to have different experiences. Everything is not the same. So the more experiences your soul goes through, whether it be physically or energetically or both, the higher your spiritual enlightenment reaches. So when people talk about enlightenment, that's what that is as far as I understand. Yeah. I also feel like you're going to learn lessons based on what your primitive soul is. Oh, yes. I wanted to talk about primitive souls. Thank you so much for bringing that up because I wanted to remember to write that bullet point down because we're, can we talk about that when we get to past lives? Okay. But then Oak started screaming and I was like, what was I supposed to write down? (laughs) What was that thing that I had? I have one more bullet point. (laughs) So thank you. But that is, that's, that's why you incarnate. You incarnate to learn that. And for me, understanding the difference between sympathy and empathy and all of that other stuff comes down to love because understanding someone because you've gone through the same thing or you can share that or try to understand where they're coming from and work through it is just everything is love. So anyways, I also put earth as level 100. A lot of people ask why they choose to incarnate on earth because do you want to tell people that they also can have non-physical existences too? You can have non-physical existences. I don't know what you mean by earth is level 100. (laughs) In my mind, earth is the hardest existence to have because it's physical. I feel like a lot of planes of existence are non-physical. And if things are non-physical, they're easier because you can use your psychic abilities instead of having psychic senses and physical senses. Well, it's just lower vibrational. There's just more restriction. Yeah, which makes it so much harder. You have to learn things. Yeah, but I feel like there's lower places. Yeah. (laughs) Do I know what those look like? No, but there are lower than us. Mm -hmm. So maybe there's 200 levels on them. Uh, exactly yeah (laughs) i don't know why i pick a hundred i just think a hundred is a really hard thing if you had to get to a level i was perceiving you say that that's like the end of the levels oh no i just that's the hardest level Mm -mm. it's the hardest level i can fathom because i choose to incarnate and now i'm just here so (laughs) (laughs) so it's the only it's the only basis of uh anything that i have to go off of in this life but yeah it's just more restrictions which makes it harder and all the lessons that you do learn are more horrible. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, just think of it this it's way. More restrictive. If you're struggling right now in any way shape or form, the fact that your soul incarnated to earth, give yourself some fucking props, my guy, cuz that shit takes some gumption and some balls. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you want to talk about energetic existences i don't know you can have an energetic existence okay yeah we're gonna go into past lives but we're gonna start with energetic existences and i'm gonna have em explain what primitive souls are because that that, that's the biggest one that goes as far back as we understand 
So when you say energetic existences, you mean primitive souls? Or just ones that are non-physical. Okay. Because, like, in our last listener story, because this is coming out pretty soon. So the last listener stories that we posted was past lives. And in that past live listener story podcast that we had, we talk about how a woman did a past life reading on someone else who had a past life as an energetic being. They were like a soul reaper or something. Remember? Yeah. With the dogs. That would be a a example of a non-physical energetic past life. Yeah. I mean, you can be incarnate as like dragons and stuff. I'm not sure what we're talking about exactly. Because <laughs> technically you are an energetic being being physical. You're just heavier. Yeah. So I don't know. You Again, like you're on. Song. Sorry, you're on. You're on uh, astrophysics, and I'm trying to keep it in algebra. You're yeah, like, everything's just, energy. It doesn't matter. Everything's separation means nothing. I didn't write the notes, so I don't know what we're talking about. We're okay. We're talking about past lives and the uh-huh. fact that you can have energetic existences. So you're talking about having past lives that aren't human. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. You can have past lives as, like, mythical beasts. You can have past lives as fae. You can have past lives as angels. Yeah. And those Uh are non-physical energetic existences. But, yeah, I'm sorry. Talk about primitive souls because that's zero. We're starting from zero. Okay. So what a primitive soul basically is, is if you understand the collective of all of us all of our souls put together it's kind of like the collective of all of our cells that make up of our body so a primitive soul is kind of like a stem cell that doesn't have a specialization of what organ it's going to be a part of the system so when you're a primitive soul you are around things that you're going to specialize to similar to a stem cell so you're you are generally something that is made up of like a huge organ system or whatever. So for example, you're near a heart, you're near other heart cells and the other heart cells are not stem cells. They're actually this, like they've also specialized to be heart cells. So because you're near it, you are helping to make up that heart energy. So as a primitive soul, Your primitive soul explains why you exist and what you are causing to happen as you are existing. So for me and Liv, I feel like our primitive souls deal with life and death in a physical manner. Uh So you see me as a green ball and I see you as a purple ball. Yeah, you deal with a lot of physical things. Mm -hmm. And you deal with souls that come into physicality. So, because we're talking about past lives, primitive souls generally, you specialize as a specific type of soul. So, if you're a death soul, you're going to learn lessons when you incarnate that are associated to what your soul specialized as. So, it'd be death things. So, for example, we did a past life reading for this woman who was language. And her past lives ranged from masculine like they started out very masculine and then they became more feminine and more feminine more feminine and my spirit guides explained that to me as male voices were more heard 
in the beginning. And then the more rights women have had, the more feminine it became, the more they put art into how speaking had happened. And she also had a lot of past lives that were associated to like speaking in general. So there was a past life that was associated to speaking a non-spoken language, things like that. So Mm -hmm. she, as a primitive soul of language, was learning those lessons based upon what her soul associated itself to. Yeah. And just to add another example for people out there, too, recently we just talked to another person with a past life reading, which is an exclusive service on Patreon. (laughs) If you're interested in having a past life reading, go to the show notes and figure out Patreon stuff. It's fun. It's pretty simple. But anyways, this person had a past life with light. Well, they had a past life with creation, creating things, and specifically light, where they helped create chlorophyll and chloroplasts for plants because plants use light to create their colors. And then their subsequent past life after being a primitive soul of creation in the form of light was a fae being that dealt with plants and chlorophyll, which is really cool. So you just see how it develops in an evolution from an energetic primitive soul to something more physical or Mm non-physical, which I think is freaking awesome. And then you kind of have that, like Em said, that overarching theme of what your soul started out as plays out in all of the lives that you live as well. Whether it be communication, soul creation, light creation, death souls, stuff like that. It's super cool. So each past life like we talked about is there to teach you and your soul lessons to reach enlightenment. And M talked about how technically you can learn things in heaven or spirit as well. Can you explain... uh higher selves and how past lives come together to create your higher self you're talking about naruto clones (laughs) yeah yeah are we talking about how you're able to exist in the spiritual plane and have all of these past lives yes okay so if you understand time we exist here whatever but if you understand time time is like a stream we perceive it as linear so we perceive it as linear because we are in the stream of time so we are in the current and it is pushing us forward the current also has the outer banks when you are physical you cannot get out of the stream of time unless you are past or asleep or some other weird exceptions that i don't know of but Your soul has the ability to leave the bank or the stream of time. So when you pass, you're able to walk on the banks and then you are able to re-enter the stream at any point in time. So your past lives could be simultaneous if you choose to incarnate in that manner, if you choose to incarnate within a few years of each other. So that is something that is possible. But at the same time, You have, like, so many, like, parallels of all of your past lives and existences. Because I always thought, like, if there's this one stream of time and things are happening that way, how can 
so many souls exist and have so many past lives. And it's because there's so many parallel universes in which for each soul to incarnate in. Mm -hmm. So because of all of that, when you, I don't even think it's necessarily when you pass your soul, it's not even necessarily that you have fragments of each one of these past lives that are outliving those lives. It is just pieces that make up the entire collective that makes up you and that is what your higher self is so it's kind of like in naruto naruto has multi shadow clone jutsu so he has multiple versions of himself that can go and do things and when they go and do things they learn those specific lessons and when he disbands the jutsu and he gets rid of it he comes together as one Naruto and that allows him to understand all of the lessons that he did within those clones. The same thing happens to you with your higher self, the original Naruto, in which when you come together as an energetic being, you now know all of the lessons of your past lives. Thank you so much for mm-hmm. explaining that. I'm like, I can't brain hurt Ow. So that is why you have past lives because each past life that you live reaches your higher spiritual enlightenment to create your higher self. I hope that makes sense. If not, leave questions in the comments below if you're listening on the Metapsychics Extra YouTube channel. If not, make sure you like this podcast on whatever streaming platform that you're listening to. Moving on to also learning things when you are in heaven or spirit. My mom has a friend that passed and it's weird because they never actually met each other. They only met each other as mediums through like some weird sort of like astral projection, death living experience type thing. Your mom met her in the spirit realm, not physically is what that means. It never met physically face to face. Correct. Yes. Yes. So now that her friend has passed, like actually passed because I guess at one point they had like a near-death experience and that's when my mom met her first (laughs) was when this woman was having a near-death experience could you imagine making a friend through a near-death experience yes (laughs) um and then she she died for real sad music but she's explained things to my mom about heaven and past lives and learning things and it's almost like she's done incarnating in physical lives to have more energetic learning while in heaven or spirit and that's the only thing I'd have to have my mom actually explain it to me but I think it blows my mom's mind a little bit more just because my mom might not perceive past lives in physical and non-physical existences in the same way we do because I'm I've never talked to Christian before And now as I'm talking about this, she's like, you don't need to explain it because you just explained it, (laughs) which is really funny. So she's, my mom sees it as her her friend leveling up from physical existences because she's lived so many human lives that now she has graduated quote unquote spiritually to learning things in a non-physical form. But we already see that. So it's not as mind blowing to us. Well, I don't know. I feel like she's had more I feel like what she was explaining to your mom is that she raised her vibration. So Mm -hmm. now she is existing more on a higher vibrational frequency instead of 
on a human vibrational frequency. Mm -hmm. And now as a higher vibrational entity or soul, she's learning things in heaven or spirit. Yeah. So I don't know. Because I feel like she's had non-human lives before this. Mm. It's just on a lower plane of existence. You don't have to be human to be on a lower plane. Yeah. I mean, well, maybe if you you don't have to be on earth to be on a lower plane. So I'm just saying. If you guys want my mom to come on and talk about that or make like a short video, let us know. The last thing that I wanted to talk about with past lives is as a medium, past lives are not the same across all space and time. Past lives can transcend physicality and races. So we've already talked about physicality, but one of the things that really gets my goat on my own soapbox of morality or whatever, you can have a past life as someone who's like Nordic. You can have a past life that's like African-American. You can have someone who's Russian or Asian. It doesn't matter. And I've had a lot of people be like, well, if I'm white in this past life, I'm white in all my past lives. And I'm like, no, you don't have to be. You could actually be a tree. You could be a fucking ficus. (laughs) It it doesn't matter. So I just wanted to talk about that too because it really, it gets my goat. Also, ancestors and past lives can be the same thing but different. So you can have a past life I feel like that would be more so where you had, it doesn't matter because everyone's from the same person. But anyways, yeah, I just wanted to talk about that too because it's it's like blown people's minds that you can have different past lives of different races or different entities or beings. Like literally you could have a past life as a dog and then you incarnate as a person or a fly or ficus. So next topic is, Emily, you want to talk about Satan? What about him? We've talked to him before. I, I know we've talked about him before, no, but we talked to him. Yes. Okay. It, and it goes into the whole heaven and hell thing, but people are just like, if hell exists, does Satan exist? And are they related? He's a manifestation of our beliefs. Okay. Okay. You what any? else you got? What other questions you have? Everyone just wants to know if hell is a fiery burning hole that Satan resides and sits on like a I'm giant I'm sure throne. there's a place like that because we've <laughs> manifested him in the place in which he comes from. Yeah. So what's the question? They just want to know. They just want to know, is there a Satan question mark? Yes. Yes. Is he smiting people's souls? I don't think so. Is he helping people like most demons do? Probably. Honestly, when I was in labor, one of the thoughts... Were you talking to Satan? No, I was not. I mean, maybe. I don't think I was, though. Uh, One of the thoughts that went through my mind besides why do people have babies was uh, also, I wonder if this is what hell would feel like if you think that your soul goes to hell. Because I was in labor for 30 hours, and it literally felt like a blink of time, but also forever at the same time and I was just in so much constant pain that it feels like time doesn't exist so I was like I wonder if this is what hell is like because we did Dante's Inferno with the nine circles of hell podcast yep well I always say eight and you're like no there's nine so I was trying really hard to remember the number but I just felt like that's maybe what hell was like because you're just I don't know ask Satan (laughs) He went, <laughs> and what does that mean? Uh, I assume there's a place that exists like that. I also was thinking like, you told me that the reason people 
go through pain when they give birth is because Eve ate an apple or some bullshit. And I was like, God damn it, why? These are the things that went through my mind while I was in labor. Yeah, when I was a child at Catholic school, they told me that this lady who was the first woman ever to exist ate an apple that she wasn't supposed to and God smited her by making it really painful once a month and then when you have children so that she can remember what she did. That's what they told us as four-year-olds. As four-year-olds. So, moving on. Em and I have gone to the Conjuring house lots of times. I will put... Twice. Dude, it feels like so many more times. Probably because we have past lives there. I'm not even going to talk to you about this right now. (laughs) Um, We've gone to the Conjuring house twice, but we've also reacted to it a lot. So I'll put videos down somewhere in the description below if you guys want to watch those videos on YouTube. But someone asked us because we reacted to Cody and Satori. Thank you. I put the wrong emphasis on her name and it just fucks it up every time. So I apologize. Uh, Cody and Satori. And people are upset about it. I don't care that some people are upset about it. But the big question is, someone asked us why from The Conjuring House has Abigail not reincarnated? And specifically, this is Tony. Hey, Tony. Hey, Tony. What's your name? Sorry. (laughs) And I just wanted to talk about the fact that you don't know that she hasn't reincarnated. It goes back to the fact that just because you're talking to a soul in a place doesn't mean that they're not crossed over and that she hasn't reincarnated. It's the fact that they're talking to Abigail Arnold's from the conjuring house. So she's there to talk to you. And that's that part of her soul, not another part of her soul. You're just talking to one of her shadow clones. (laughs) Exactly. Other shadow clones exist. Yes. So, so I'm sure she has past lives and I'm sure she's incarnated too. Maybe she's your mom. You don't know. Maybe she's your friend Ted from accounting. Yeah. So technically you could talk to my passed away version of me now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that we also can't talk to your incarnation of yourself in the future. Your future self. Future. Mm-hmm. It makes me think about SpongeBob future. Yeah. <laughs> so the big question with Abigail Arnold's is she has incarnated. I'm probably, I'm probably pretty sure she has. You're just not talking to her incarnation and she probably has past lives too. So that's a question. And I hope all of the things that we've talked about leading up to this point explains that to you. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you like our podcast? If you didn't, don't tell me because I'll cry. Did you like our podcast? I think there's one answer, isn't there? Are we not recording anymore? No, we're recording. What are you doing? I'm looking up a dad joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're like typing and not talking and I'm like, what's happening? Yeah, I just, I wanted to know if, um, if you liked our podcast. You said there's one answer, but there, is it a yes? What well, has to be. Oh, thanks. <laughs> And it could be like, screw you in your podcast. You suck. And then like flip the table, like Hulk Hogan, and then just like walk well, out. The table's attached to the wall, so not that securely. Did you just see a cat walk across your room? Was it black and white? No. Oh, no. Does it Did look you like see a, a black panther? and white cat? Well, as soon as you looked, I felt like I saw a black cat with white footsies walking towards me. And then you looked at me and said, did you see a cat? So that was my answer. Well, I didn't see its feet. I thought it was Sniffles. Oh. Sniffles is not in here. No, Sniffles is not in here. You're welcome. (laughs) Dad joke. Why was Cinderella so bad at soccer? Because she lost her shoe. I mean, that would make it... You ever try to kick a soccer ball without a shoe on? No. It hurts! Uh, But... No. Uh, Why was Cinderella so bad at soccer? She kept running away from the ball! I think it's because she lost her shoe. I mean, you're not you're not wrong. Yeah. I like your dad joke, too. It's a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. If you guys like this dad joke, you can leave dad jokes in the comments below if you're listening to YouTube Metapsychics Extra podcast format. Or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please make sure to leave us a review. Write a dad joke that you find funny in the comments below. And maybe the best part of this podcast that you liked. I don't know. It's up to you. Until next time, we are your meta sa kicks. Wow.